Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jackson Young. I'm your host of the Unlimited NFL Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Owen. Owen, how was uh, week 13 for you? We're going to be talking about week 14 this week. Uh, week 13 was great. I mean, I I watched my favorite team beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, so it was, that was a very enjoyable experience. Uh, it was a pretty good week, I'd say. There, were, I think it was probably in terms of like the entertainment value, there were three good primetime games, which – I think that's the first time you could say that this year. So, yeah, it was a good week, and I'm looking forward to kind of getting to the home stretch of this regular season. Yeah, I, it got off – the week got off to a good start um, with the Seahawks-Cowboys, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, just a really good game overall. And I feel like there – like in each window, there was like maybe like one good game in each window, which is solid. You know, you yeah. have in that, in that 12 o'clock window – Let's see, you had um, uh, Colts, uh, Titans, and then you had yeah. the Browns, Rams, and then you had the 49ers, Eagles. So all around, it was it was a good good uh, day of football. I would but, agree. And like I said, all three primetime games were good. And um, I don't think that's going to be the case this week because we have uh, Patriots-Steelers tomorrow night. So That might be that the game, first Thursday night game I skip. I'll try to watch it. I'll fall asleep in the second quarter. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can make it through. Yeah. All right. Our our uh, week thirteen headline is uh it's this one oh. I'm gonna pose to you guys. Uh, uh, Jack, did we introduce a sim? Oh yeah, my bad. Uh, our guest here tonight is uh, a sim who's been on the pod before. Um, uh, just giving a shout out to him and thanking him for coming on. So, yes, sir. All right. Our week thirteen headline. Uh, I'm gonna pose this question to both of you. you both can answer. Is it time to? Actually, I'll, I'll ask it in this way. On a scale of 1 to 10, what is your worry level about the Chiefs' Super Bowl chances right now? Sim, I'll let you uh, tackle this one first. In terms of Super Bowl chances and a worried level, yeah, I would say maybe at a 3 or 4 wow. um, out of 10. Wow. So, still I would say... Confident. Yeah, so... I think the NFL is a very long season, obviously. Um, it really matters about getting into the playoffs. Obviously, Kansas City hasn't had, like, um, a lot of trouble doing that. Uh, but a lot of the teams that have been contenders these last few years have also had pretty challenging years as well. Um, same thing with Buffalo. You know, they're not looking, you know, obviously amazing, and that's pretty much an obvious. But I think Kansas City, the thing that they have going for them is they have the star talent uh, to really pull through when it really matters. And they've been there several times that I feel like, uh, when it comes down to crunch time, they're not, they're going to know how to close. And Andy Reid's still a great coach. So I'm not really like super, super concerned. I think if this play really continues, obviously, towards the very end and at the right at the beginning of the playoffs, then that's kind of problematic. But I still think there's a lot of time for them to kind of get their struggles together. Yeah, like in terms of making the playoffs, zero. Because they're going to they're gonna win that division. They're, they'll make the playoffs. They'll host at least a playoff game. And look how worried I am about them. I'm going to go about – and a half I'd say just because their offense has just never really looked consistent all year receivers that they have probably bottom five receiving bell just it's just been a disaster on that front like I don't know how Mahomes does it with these wide receivers Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez scaling these guys these guys just can't play um it's caused the offense to sputter and week 13 and they're still having those issues 
Like they scored 19 points against the Packers. Like the Packers defense as a fan of the team is just, it's just not, it's not an elite defense. It's an average defense in terms of how they play. Um, I'm going to go with a six and a half. The only reason it's that low is because the look at the rest of the FC. I mean, like, do you really Jacksonville? Are they a great team? I don't think so. They're a good team. Uh, Miami, eh, Baltimore. The one team I can see beating them is Baltimore. And Baltimore is now without Mark Andrews. Uh, and the last time we saw Baltimore play, they scored 20 points against the Chargers defense. So the reason it's not higher is because they play in a weak, a weak conference, but they have issues offensively. And if they don't iron it out over these last five games, I think they, they could end up watching the Super Bowl from home this year. So I think there are concerns there uh, for the Chiefs, and they are warranted. It is warranted. So put a cap on it. Um, I'll put mine at like a five. So kind of between the two of you, um, I, I agree with both of your sentiments. And my biggest concern is their wide receivers. I just don't know if they have, you know, the skill position players to put it together game in and game out. Like you could easily see them, like we saw last week, have a struggle struggle game. And some team that probably won't beat them the majority of the time will this time because they can't put up points. Um, And so – that that's that's a major issue for them right now, so so yeah. Look, Braden for in the uh, in the uh, AFC at the moment. Like I don't think many Chiefs fans. If you told a Chiefs fan before the year they'd be eight and four, I think they'd be kind of disappointed to be honest with you. Yeah, they would. like they have different standards from everybody. So look, there's a lot of season left. I think if they beat Buffalo this week, which we'll preview. They'll probably win 13 games, and we'll look back on this. But at this very moment, I think there is legitimate cause for concern. Agreed. Moving into our Week 13 recap, uh, we're going to start off talking about the Cowboys and the Seahawks. The Cowboys won the game 41-35, to 35, I believe, um, in a back-and-forth game. At one point, actually several points during the game, Seahawks were, were winning. And – I was very surprised at that. I thought the Cowboys were going to blow them out, if I'm being honest, um, like by 17 points. And they were right there in that game, and they could have won. Um, they came up with one stop, you know, but they just couldn't do it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have you start off, Owen, if you want to start talking about this game and perspectives for, for both teams and your thoughts. Yeah, it was a rare, entertaining Thursday football game. I mean, it was, it was basically a shootout. Dak Prescott continued his um, MVP candidacy, so to speak. Geno Smith probably had been his, his best game of the season. Um, the Seahawks, honestly, this was a very winnable game for Seattle. And looking back, <laughs> if you look at their next two games, the Seahawks probably would have liked to win this one because they have the, they're at the Niners uh, next uh, this Sunday, and then the next week they play the Eagles on Monday Night Football, which got flexed in because the Patriots are just so bad they got flexed out. Um, so the, the Seahawks, this is a game that they probably had to win, and they just came up short. Their defense was terrible. Their defense just let Dak do whatever he wanted for most of the game. Uh, it wasted a really good Geno Smith performance by Geno Smith in that offense. So this is a really crushing loss for Seattle. And um, I do not love their outlook in terms of them making the playoffs. Like I, I, and that's largely because of the rest of their schedule as for Dallas. Look, I still have questions about Dallas and this game didn't really answer many of those questions because I mean, their defense gave up 
how many points did Seattle score in this one? I don't have the final score. 35. They gave up 35 points to Seattle. The Seattle offense has been kind of up and down this year at home. Um, maybe a blueprint for better teams they'll face. They play Philadelphia on uh, Sunday Night Football this upcoming week. Um, play Miami later. So Dallas does play some tough offenses coming up. So I'd like to see them do it against some of the some of the best of the best. I don't think the Seahawks are some of the best of the best. But it was an entertaining game. Um, Dallas is really good, but I think they got to prove it. The Dallas is kind of the point, like nothing in they, they do in the regular season matters until they do it in the playoffs. As for the Seahawks, a valiant effort, but there are no moral victories at this point of the year. That that's a that's a that's a game that they let slip away and could cost them the playoffs. Yeah, I um you know, this is much of the same stuff from from the Cowboys, you know, that we've been seeing the last few weeks. And yeah. It's a little bit concerning that, you know, they barely won against the Seahawks, but I think the Seahawks have pretty good talent. Um, they do. They do. Defense and offense. So this is not like the commanders, you know. This no, is, no. Uh, the Giants. And it was a short – I guess I was going to say it was a short week. They both played on Thanksgiving. So both teams had a full week's worth of uh, rest. Yeah. The, the, the Seahawks have the talent to compete with any given team, you know, any given Sunday. So, gosh, we'll see how they do against the Niners on Sunday in San in San in Santa Clara. Oh, it's not going to be good for them going, you know, after a win, after a uh, Niners win, you know. Yeah. All right, Sim, do you have any thoughts yeah. on this one? Yeah, for sure. Uh, number one, I think the number thing that stood out to me was. Obviously, the Cowboys continue to score a lot of points, which I think is, number one, a good sign. Um, the defense um, is going to be a concern when it comes to facing better teams here down the stretch and obviously in the playoffs. So, um, you know, not to, like, take anything away from Seattle. I mean, Seattle has great talent on the offensive side. Um, DK Metcalf had a great game. Uh, but, again, the, the question really comes into how well will the Cowboys be able to stop great offenses later down the stretch. I don't have a problem with the Cowboys' offense. In fact, I mean, they've put up above 30 points for like four weeks in a row now. I think the last time they did it was against the Eagles, ironically enough. Um, that game's obviously coming up. But, I mean, their offense is really turning out great games. And so it's really going to come down to defensively, are they going to be able to shut teams down whenever they do it? They obviously played a really good defense against the Cowboys, the Panthers. But, again, those teams are just not going to compare to the teams they're going to see down the stretch here. So really interested to see how they match up moving forward and see if their defense can catch up to how well their offense is playing. Yeah, yeah I, that's, that's a really good point. point. I think their defense is a bit of a paper tiger. Like their defense against like bad offenses, like the Giants exactly. and the Panthers, they're gonna they're gonna get their pick sixes. Deron Bland's gonna get his pick sixes. They're gonna get their sacks. They're only gonna give up ten points. But against offenses that can score, like they have not been as good. We saw them get blown out by the 49ers. They let the Eagles move the ball up and down in the field on them for for a decent portion of that game. We watched what Seattle could do to them. So that's kind of a concern moving forward down the stretch here. Um, but yeah, ever since that getting blown out by the 49ers back in week five, Dak Prescott and this Cowboys offense has been rolling. So, um, we'll see, we'll see if they can keep it up, but it'll be interesting. Um, and they're a team, I think they're a team that could, if they play to their potential, could possibly make some noise in the playoffs. So that's kind of my 50,000 foot view. Moving to our our second recap game of the week. It was the Browns and the Rams. Um, and this is a game on the slate that we didn't really think much of going into the week. So it was interesting that it was a competitive game and the Rams pulled it out. And 
by eight points, I think. Um, they scored like a garbage time touchdown to make the games oh. more lopsided than it was at the end. Right, yeah, because I think in the fourth quarter, it was a little tighter. They scored at the end, made it 36-19 overall, but it was a little tighter than that. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And sneak sneakily, the Rams are, you know, competing for a playoff spot, which a couple weeks ago we would have said, you're crazy. And now they're in the thick of things in the NFC West. Or, um, and so um, I'll give my thoughts on the game and then you guys can bounce off me. Um, Joe Flacco making his – sorry, Joe Flacco making his first start as a Brown – or in 2023, <laughs> um, actually, pretty, he actually played pretty well. Um, played way better than Dorian Thompson Robinson, um, former UCLA quarterback. So that was that was interesting. Um, the honestly, I think the Browns' defense has been getting exposed lately. A- am I wrong there? I don't know, man. Because like they gave up points in this game, they they let the Broncos do some Broncos. stuff against them. So last couple of weeks they've not been nearly as good. Um, Baltimore scored some points against them, so they have to like historically good start. Um, but yeah, like you said, they're still like top five in most metrics because their start was so good. But these last couple of weeks they have not been nearly as good. And the Browns with their issues at the quarterback position all year, this unit was expected to carry the team, and they're they're not really doing that at the moment. No, they've been hit with injuries too. Like I think last week uh, Ward didn't play. Uh, Miles yeah. didn't play, so I mean that's obviously huge. Reason. Yeah, that 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 hurts. Those are arguably your two best players on that side of the ball. So yeah, so yeah. Other than that, there's not a whole lot to take away from this game. Other than that, I think this is about the Rams just playing well and uh, Puka Nakua with a long catch, Cooper Cup with a touchdown. Uh, they've got when when healthy, they've got a top five wide receiving core in the league. Am I wrong? I agree. Yeah, I yeah, you know. No, for sure. Cop yeah. and Nakua, that's really good. And Stafford, St- Matthew Stafford's played really well this year. Uh, he, I, I, I had some doubts about him going into the year just because last year was such a disaster um, with all with all their injuries and them mm-hmm. having like the, the worst Super Bowl title defense ever. And they've bounced back this year. I think this is a team, they play Baltimore coming up. That'll be a tough game. But this is a team that could maybe get in the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, I don't think they'd be like a scary playoff team. But the Rams have been a pleasant surprise this year. They're six and five in games that Stafford plays in. So um, I wasn't overly surprised by this result. Joe Flacco, I cannot believe we're talking about Joe Flacco on this podcast <laughs> and going into week 14 of the 2023 season. But he, that was probably, that was arguably the best performance by a Browns quarterback all year. Uh, Watson started to play fine before he got hurt. Um, but Joe Flacco was not the reason the, the Browns lost this game. I don't think, I just think the Rams just played better. These are two teams that are fighting for the playoffs. Not really contenders, but they are relevant teams. So, I mean, I, I, this game did have implications. This was not like a, mm-hmm. a run-of-the-mill game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just – that's kind of like my basic thoughts on all that. The fact that Joe uh, Joe Flacco is still, you know, turning up at this point is honestly really impressive to me. The fact whenever I first found out that he'd be actually starting this and, you know, getting back into it, I mean, I was really shocked to see that um, right away. I think one thing that kind of stood out to me for this game is um, obviously the Cleveland Browns are supposed to be a defensive team. Um, and despite obviously their injuries, you know, it's going to be concerning moving forward if, you know, they do intend to have playoff aspirations. 
um, how they're going to deal with their defense, maybe having a bad game or, um, you know, if there are going to be injuries on a day, because if they don't have, you know, an offense to really compensate for that, then this can be problematic. Uh, the other thing that does stand out to this is, you know, LA was able to win this game with nine more minutes uh, or nine less minutes of the, of the time of possession, which is really interesting. Uh, the Browns had 34 minutes of time possession when uh, the Rams only had 25 minutes, yet they were still able to turn out 36 points compared to Cleveland's 19. So that's a really interesting stat. Typically, the team with the ball more um, is able to control the clock and control the game generally wins it out, but that's not the case this game. So, Yeah, yeah. those are really good points. That's a really interesting point about the time of possession. Um, as for as for the outlook for these teams, look, I think their ceiling is kind of like a wild card berth, but not much beyond that. But they're playing for something, and the, you know, not many teams can say that. Including uh, Jack's Patriots. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, don't, don't! I don't want to talk about it. We have we right. barely talked about them on this podcast. <laughs> There's uh, a reason for that. Moving on to um, what we thought was going to be the game of the year turned out to be a blowout. Uh, a rematch of last year's NFC Championship game. The San Francisco 49ers backed up all the smack talk they did in the off season by stopping the Philadelphia Eagles by a score of 42 to 19. Brock Purdy threw four touchdown passes. Debo Samuel had a wonderful day at the office. Uh, he backed up his statements when he said that the Niners would have won that NFC championship game if Purdy didn't get hurt. I'm not sure about that, but I mean, they're the people who argued for that case look smart at the moment. The Niners dominated this game. Uh, Jack, I'm going to let you start. I'll have you start with this one because we talked about this yesterday. You have a different – I'll let you give your thoughts on this. Um, do you think the 49ers are the best team in the NFL? Because all all year, you and I both picked the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, uh, called them the best team in the league. They still have the best record in the league. They still have the one seed. This game, I'll let you – I'll let you go if you – this game changed that for you, and then I'll give kind of my thoughts and a sim to kind of bounce off of both of us. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll sprinkle that in my analysis. Um, so when I was watching this game, the amount of holes in the, in the Eagles defense on the outside, on the interior, uh, in the slot was just crazy. Debo was running wild. Um, just so many big plays. It felt like, like it, it just felt like that the Eagles defense was constantly on their heels and, they could not get the 49ers in bad situations uh, behind the chains. It was just a constant struggle. And I feel like I, – I, I probably should check this stat, but I feel like the 49ers barely punted. Like, I, I well, don't know what happened, but – the first quarter they had, like, negative yards of offense. Oh, that's right. That's right. They, they, it did that. not start off great for them, if you remember. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I didn't start watching until about the second quarter. Cause I was at drill, but, um, but yeah, so I'm losing faith in the Eagles defense and that's a big part of their team. They're a well-rounded team. That's why they're so good. And man, their defense is, ugh, especially in the secondary and the, the second level, it's, it's a big concern right now. And I don't know how they're going to patchwork that together. Um, so that, that's a huge concern for me. Um, but I also think that the 49ers just were hitting on all cylinders and you knew that they were going to be up for this game. And 
playing well. And I'm not surprised that I'm surprised they put up 42 points, but I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised they put up for, for sorry. I am surprised they put up 42 points, but I'm, Wait, what am I sure? I don't even know what I'm trying to say right you're, now. You're surprised that they gave up 42 points, but you're not surprised they won the game. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, yes, okay. yeah, yes. I don't there know what go. happened there. I just really lost my train of thinking. It happens um, to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. And the Eagles' offense was out of sync all, the, all game. But as for your question, are the Eagles still the best team in the league? I'm going to say yes. I, you know me, I'm not very reactionary when it comes to sports. Yeah. Be even keeled and give teams the benefit of the doubt. And I don't want to react and say, oh, just because of this performance, the Fortnite's are, are the, the best. We will still have a better record. Um, I'm not sure who has the tougher schedule going forward. I'd probably guess the Eagles. So the um, Eagles, their, their last five games at Dallas, Sunday Night Football, at the Seahawks, Monday Night Football, mm. the Giants twice, and the Cardinals on New Year's, New Year's Eve. Okay. The Niners have the Seahawks at home, at the Cardinals, the Ravens on Monday Night Football. I believe who's their second to last game? Jeez, uh, I don't have it in front of me. Okay, uh, I get your. I think I get the Rams you. in Week 18. I'm not sure they played Week 17. Okay, I give that to the the Eagles then. The, uh, yeah. Slightly better, slightly tougher, just because I have no faith in the Seahawks. I think the Fortnite's own them. But um, my point is that I still believe the Eagles are the best team in the league. I I feel like they can figure it out on the defensive side, and they have the offense to compete with anybody, just about anybody. Um, and I just think they had a bad game overall, and that happens to to teams and. Uh, J- Jalen Hurts is not Superman, so you know you you see what happens when he has to play from behind. So those are my main thoughts about it. I would yeah. so the one thing that kind of stands out I'll to me, oh, the one thing that kind of stands out to me for this game is, you know, if you look back and at the 49ers and Eagles, like say four or five weeks ago, I mean, completely different stories. 49ers looking really really concerning. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, you know, obviously doing incredibly well and now that script has just kind of flipped right which is i find it really interesting the seahawks have really really turned it around these last few weeks uh, which is really nice to see um obviously their defense played well against philadelphia the one other thing that stood out to me significantly was the eagles inability to run the ball um they ran for a total of 46 yards um against the 49ers and obviously the 49ers have great defense but um i mean that's just not necessarily an incredible outing i mean their leading rusher was jalen hurts with 20 yards and he carried the ball seven times. I mean, he carried the ball more than any other other of, of their running backs. Uh, and the next best was DeAndre Swift with six. Um, so they're going to have some questions to answer, um, especially with their balance of attack. Um, I think that's going to be really concerning moving forward. Um, but again, I mean, the 49ers, I mean, that's just an incredible game. And then they follow it back with just really incredible games these last few weeks, which is really nice to see. Yeah, so – Jack, I've kind of been, Jackson, I've kind of been like in your court that like the Eagles, they're the best team all year. And I felt that way going to the game. I actually picked the 49ers to win this game. If you remember, I picked, I said the 49ers win this game. But if these two teams met in the playoffs, the Eagles, I picked the Eagles in that game. Mm-hmm. 
the thing with the 49ers is look at their wins. They have been dominant in their wins. Like they destroyed the Steelers. They destroyed the Cowboys. They destroyed the Eagles in this game. Uh, they destroyed the Jaguars. Like the Eagles are winning games, but they're winning close games. And don't get me wrong, winning close games is a good thing. Like having the ability to to win close games is good. But like, what is how many Eagles wins this year? Have you looked at and you're just like, yeah, that's a dominant win that they just destroyed that team. There hasn't been that many of them. No. Whereas the Niners just like have physically they had they had a really bad three week stretch in which they lost three games in a row. Um which is why I kind of put them put them up behind the eight ball a little bit in terms of record. At this very moment, I have to say the 49ers right now are the best team in the NFL. Wow. But we, I mean, we kind of, they, I think we kind of cursed them last time we said that because when they destroyed the Cowboys, we called them the best team and they went on that three game losing streak. So we'll see if the, if the unlimited sports pot, unlimited NFL podcast uh, curse in the 49ers is real. Um, but right now, like they're just, there's just so many ways they can be. They have so many playmakers. They have such a uh, star-studded defense. And you're right in terms of like, the concerns about Philadelphia's defense. Philadelphia's defense has not been good all year. Like they're bottom half the league, bottom ten even, and like a decent number of metrics. Their running game has been inconsistent. Their passing game has been good this year with Hertz and AJ Brown and Devonte Smith. I have to say this though, that. I think people undervalue how valuable Dallas Goddard is to that, to that offense. Yeah. I think they really missed him. Their offense has not looked as fluid since Goddard got hurt. Especially the in the bottom. running game. Like they're yes. terrible. Plus. Yes. And he's kind of like the underneath safety valve for Jalen hurts. So yeah. the Eagles, they did sign Darius Leonard yesterday to, to help them with, or Monday, I think to help the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that, helps their defense a little bit. So they got to figure some things out on defense. They need Goddard back. There's a rumor that he might play Sunday night. Um, I think they'll be fine. I don't think they're, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to panic on this team yet, but I, I think the 49ers have earned the right to be ahead of them because they just, they just, they just whooped them in their home stadium. And yeah. Yeah. And you could tell the Niners had that game circled on their schedule all off season. You could tell in this game. Yeah, it's fair to say that right now. Um, I'm just trying to – like, I think it's those two at the top, and then it's Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. But, yeah. The, I would I would agree with that statement. Um, that should – Sim, do you have any further thoughts on this game and the outlook for these two teams? I mean, that's pretty much – it kind of wraps it. I mean, the 49ers heading in a great direction. I feel like they should be really confident with themselves. I mean, Eagles, again – they're still a great team, but they're going to have to keep their attack balanced on offense and, you know, figure out a way that, you know, if one thing is not working, they're going to have to be able to put up points in another way. But yeah, um, yeah. ultimately, we'll see, we'll see what happens with there's still a little bit of time left and, you know, just hope, yeah. hope for the best for the Eagles. But I mean, the 49ers are really looking great. And I think both teams are on headed in the decent direction overall. I think I think we're, these two teams are going to play each other again in the NFC Championship game. That's my prediction. But if the Eagles don't get their issues figured out in defense, they will not make it back to the Super Bowl. 49ers are going to be a hard team to – to be yes. if they're going to try to do that later so without question so that should uh just about wrap for our recaps of week 13 we'll now go into a period of awards for our players of the week uh a sim i'll let you start off with this one uh who is your player of the week for week 13 week 13 my player of the week is going to go to jamar chase um the other day on monday night football i mean number one that was a great game to watch um over time i mean it's really interesting because for a monday night game with both quarterbacks 
with obviously Trevor Lawrence going down, but I mean, technically both starting quarterbacks out. I mean, for what it was worth, it was still a great matchup. Um, and Jamar Chase has played incredible. I mean, 11 receptions for 149 yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean, it was just an incredible display, especially on Monday night with a backup quarterback. Um, it seems like they're still you're getting comfortable with Jake Browning, which is nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he played incredible for what it was worth. That's a good selection. All right, Jack, who is your player of the week this week? My player of the week is a name that we have not talked about much this year, and that is Houston Texans wide receiver, Nico Collins. And he went off in a win over the over the Denver Broncos, nine catches for 191 yards and a touchdown, um, and, and his team's win over the, the Broncos. Um, and I should note that Tank Dell, uh, I think that was in the first half that he got injured and uh, – Broke his uh, fibula, I think, his fibula. Yes, very unfortunate injury. The Texans' stud rookie wide receiver, Tank Dell, was putting up great numbers. Lost for the year because D'Amico Ryans thought it would be a good idea to put him in on a goal line run. Oh, they should not have just sure about in, that. They should just put in another tight end, like two yeah, tight ends. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the thought process was there. Um, He's Tank Dell out. It was a very avoidable injury, uh, which is which stinks because like Tank Dell was having an outstanding rookie season and was looking like he could be a, a really good wide receiver in this league. Um, mm-hmm. Very unfortunate for him. Very unfortunate for the Texans. Yeah, so he'll be their number one target going forward, and he should have a, a thousand yard season this year. So very impressive for him. All right, my player of the week, it's different than who I originally decided. I was going to say Jake Browning, uh, who, who out of nowhere had this master class on Monday Night Football against the Jaguars. But Asim already went with Jamar Chase, so I, we'll, we'll kind of stay – we'll kind of like go through different games here. I'm going to go with Debo Samuel. What a way to back up your words uh, with that performance against the Eagles. He was just a monster out there. That catch and run uh, where, where he just ran over the Eagles linebacker, hence why they signed Darius Leonard just scurried 60 yards for a touchdown. He was, he was all over the field. Um, and he is like an ultimate weapon. He can do anything in that offense run, as a running back, as a, as a, you know, guy, you can just dump the ball off to uh, Debo Samuel uh, standing on business is my uh, week 13 player of the week. <laughs> uh, that, that was good. That was good. Uh, moving into our week 14 preview, we're going to preview uh, three matchups, three big games. And to start off with a matchup that on the surface may not be the best of matchups, you know, with the quarterback situations, but it has a lot of playoff implications, a lot of seating implications for both of these teams. So it's going to be a big game. Um, I'll start off on this one. Uh, I'm going to give some thoughts, analysis, and my prediction. Um, We've got the Colts and the Bengals traveling to Cincinnati. Um, Home game for Cincinnati. Um, You've got Gardner Minshew. You've got Jake Browning as the quarterback matchup. Um, you've got – what we got for running backs? we got Joe Mixon and we got Zach Moss. Um, and we've got a scorching hot wide receiver right now, Michael Pittman, putting up crazy numbers right now versus Jamar Chase. So, sneakily, there's some good matchups in this game uh, to ponder. And I – I have a sneaky suspicion that the Colts could pull this off. The Colts every year are one of those teams that they're not flashy. They're not sexy. They're not super uber talented. They just, they just compete and they're always in ball games. They never get blown out. 
So I think that's going to be the case here. They're going to be competitive. Um, I think the Bengals could have a huge letdown after after this past Monday night game uh, emotionally. Um, I don't think Jake Brown is going to be is going to be as good as he was. Um, just a lot of big plays, and the Jaguars' defense is nothing to write home about. And I think the Colts probably a comparable defense to the Jags, so he could put another performance together. But I think there's a huge letdown factor here in play. Um, so having said all that, I think I'm going to take the Colts to pull off an upset uh, on the road. Um, I'm going to say 28 to 25. I would put the Colts at eight and five. Who would have envisioned that with, without Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew under center? Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Cincinnati. I, man, I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. Uh, this game, like, I'm not sure how much the uh, this game will probably not be, t- be on TV, probably be on red zone. Um, so I'm, I'm it is an intriguing game because these two teams are kind of in the same position. They're fighting to make the playoffs. They're fighting to stay alive. The Bengals obviously had different expectations this season, but without Joe Burrow, that's kind of where they are. They're, they're a team that can like, let's see if we can make the playoffs for pride purposes. Whereas the Colts are kind of like one of the more surprising teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gardner Minshew has been up and down, but the Colts have been able to win games with him under center. It'll be interesting to see how he plays on the road against a Bengals defense that has quietly stunk this season, which is odd because the Bengals throughout the last couple of years have been a top 10 unit. They've been pivotal in their playoff success this year. That has not been the case. Um, but I think Jake Browning, I, he's not going to play as well as he did Monday night because I just don't think that's sustainable. But I do think watching him play, like I do think he has some some talent. Like he is, he's accurate. He moves around the pocket well. The Colts defense is not great. It's not terrible, but it is a defense that if you know Jamar Chase could create some problems. You know, the maybe get the ball to Higgins and Boyd if they're open. Mixon can maybe run the ball if if there's opportunities there. So I do think the Bengals can make some create some issues for the Colts defense. Um, and if they can get pressure on Minshew, I think the Colts offense could really struggle because Minshew under pressure, like he's, he's always, he's kind of an erratic quarterback. And when you get pressure on him, you know, the erratic quarterbacks that they, they tend to like throw the ball right to defenders. So the Bengals do have some favorable matchups in this game. Um, and that's why I'm going to take them to win. I think they're going to use, I think, I don't, I think I'm kind of going off the opposite of what you said, Jack, you mm-hmm. said they could have a letdown. I think they're going to have, they're going to build off of that to uh, beat this kind of, upstart frisky Colts team and all of a sudden they're seven and six. For me, looking at this game, I'm going to go ahead and go with the direction that the Bengals are going to go ahead and pull through with this. Um, sort of due to the fact that, again, they had a great game on Monday. Browning played incredible. Looks like they're going to be gaining a lot of momentum. And I think that when your backup quarterback um, continues to play at a high level, um, knowing that your starter's out, I think that really – uh, puts a lot of confidence in the rest of your team. Uh, paired with the fact that Jamar Chase had an incredible game, that puts him into a lot of momentum going into this vast, like this last quarter of the season. And so, um, I'd be surprised if they regress uh, significantly after that performance. You know, let's let's just say they don't play as good. You don't need to have that incredible performance from Browning to go ahead and do well. I mean, they have pieces all over the field that um, that can go ahead and make this W, you know, possible. Um, but again, I think that again, if your backup quarterback's playing at such a high level, you know, you got to have a lot of confidence and you're going to want to fight harder. And so I think that that's going to put, give a lot of momentum into the rest of their offense, particularly. 
And I, I probably have to go with the Bengals on this one. Add to the fact that they are they are at home. I'm going to go Bengals 27, uh, Colts 24. Owen, give a score for yours. Oh, should I forget to score? Uh, I think the Bengals, I like them here. I think they're going to create the momentum. As I said, I'm going to go Bengals 24, Colts. 17. I think it'll be I think it'll be a one score game. Okay. So it looks like I'm the lone wolf picking the upset. Hey, you can you can laugh in my face next week if the Colts win. But you can see <laughs> the Colts winning. Like they could win. Yo, they could win this game. These are two evenly matched teams. Backup quarterbacks. Uh, the, the Bengals Colts have more talent, but it, it should be an intriguing game. I'm excited to watch. I think the Colts are are slightly favored in this one. Yep. Uh, on paper yeah. at least. But yes. we know we all know that it would be I I'd call it an upset. Personally, if the Colts won on the road, yeah, it's fair to say. Even though it's in their favor, yeah, that's fair. Uh, moving to our second uh, preview ma- preview matchup, uh, it's the Bills and the Chiefs, and we have two teams kind of moving in similar directions, both you know on the downturn, um, but both looking different doing it. You had the Bills; their bye week was last week, but the week before. Great performance against the against the Eagles, but couldn't 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 quite pull it out. And you had the Chiefs who just stunk it up against the Packers. So Owen, I'm going to have you start off on this one. All right. Well, every time the Bills, the I mean, whenever these two teams plays, we always have to bring up that classic playoff game from a couple of years ago. Um, based on the way the Chiefs' offense has looked at times this year, I don't think we're going to see that. Um, so I'm very excited for this game. Um, this game is very is very important for the Chiefs. If the Chiefs win this game, they put themselves, despite all the ups and downs this year, they'll they'll put themselves in a position to be the number one seed. Uh, they'll be nine and four. They have a very easy remaining schedule. It's a very important game for them. If they lose this game, it's a yikes. But if the Bills lose this game, they're basically on life support, more life support than they are already. They'll go to six and seven and they'll basically, if they lose, they'll put themselves in a position where if they lose one more game, they're done for. I'm going to pick the chiefs to win because I just think they're better in these types of games. The, when the chiefs, there's been many instances with the chiefs where they lose a game to, to an inferior team like the Packers uh, last Sunday night. And everyone's like, including us, the Chiefs, it's over. What's wrong with the Chiefs? They're not, they're not, they're not that good anymore. And we saw this all those all those years with the Patriots whenever they lose a game to an inferior team. And they always respond. And the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs will respond this game. I actually expect their offense to play well in this game because they're at home. The Bills defense has been not the same without their in without their injured starters and in Milano and White getting injured early in the year. I think it's going to be a response game for them. And I'm not, and I'm not saying they're going to go out there and score 40 points. I don't think they can do that. I think they're going to do enough offensively to hold off the Bills. I'm, I'm going to say the Chiefs will win this game 24 to 20. And I just think Buffalo just kind of feels shattered at a team as a team at this point because they've they've had so many demoralizing losses this year, like to the Jets in Week One, to the Patriots. I mean, they lost the Patriots for crying out loud. Uh, that embarrassing loss to the Broncos on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago. And, of course, the, the crushing loss to the Eagles. They've had so many, like, heartbreaks this year. I just feel like they're just kind of, like, mentally drained, and that could show up here. And the Chiefs will come in with extra motivation. I think Mahomes will play well. I think Allen will play well, too. I think these are 
in my opinion, these are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. So that, that always makes for a good, good show. Um, so yeah, chiefs 24 bills, 20. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to agree with you on this. Originally in my mind, I was going to pick the bills to take the upset on the road, but I don't know if they're quite ready to do that yet. I, I have more faith in the chiefs bouncing back than I do the bills being at home. It's going to be cold. Probably it's going to be tough to throw the football. And I think the chiefs are slightly better built for that weather um, as a team, both on the defensive side and in their run game. So I think I'm going to take the chiefs to win this one. Um, I do think Josh Allen will have a good performance, um, but sort of like the week before, I think it won't be, it'll won't be enough. Um, yeah. I don't think Mahomes is necessarily going to light it up, but I think he'll do enough in this. He'll game. do enough. He'll get in sync with his, with his receivers enough to where they put up, let's say 21 points, 24 points. And their defense, their defense is still top tier in my opinion. Um, so I think, I think it's going to be like a 24 to 17 type game. Yeah. This sounds about right. Yeah. This All right. Game. So for this, um, I think you mentioned like kind of like confidence and teams bouncing back. I kind of agree with you that I think that the chiefs are a little bit more likely to bounce back and really have a good game. I think just overall looking at the body of work throughout the season, the bills have looked a little worse than the chiefs. Um, and despite obviously the chiefs offense, not necessarily looking too pretty against green Bay. I think that they still have a lot of potential. And again, obviously their quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Um, coming home is going to be a great opportunity for them to um, really step it up here. And I think, again, these two these two teams always have great matchups with each other. So I would be very surprised if either team really comes in and is really deflated. I think they're both going to play better than what we expect, especially just looking at their body of work. Um, it hasn't been as, you know, top tier as it has been the past few seasons. But, again, we've been kind of spoiled with that. You know, you're not always going to play at that level. So, um, again, but I do think the Chiefs are going to go ahead and win this one. Um, I don't think it's going to be some high-scoring action that we've seen in the past. I think it's going to be a little bit more low scoring. I'm going to go uh, Chiefs 21, uh, Buffalo 17. That's a good prediction. Um, I think both these teams have different motivations. The Chiefs have motivation to stay alive for the number one seed, like prove that like they are still the, the team to beat in the AFC. They still are the team. The AFC still runs through Arrowhead. And if they win this game, that very well might be the case. The Bills just need to stay alive this season. Like, I just think the Bills need to stay alive to keep this era of Bills football. Just keep it going. And if they win this game, it changes their season a lot. It really does. I know they'll only be seven and six, but it would still change the, the entire outlook of their season. This so is, this is an absolute must win for the Bills. Yes. If the Chiefs, it's it more it's a must win for the Bills more so than the Chiefs. With that said. I trust Agreed. the Chiefs more, which is why I'm picking them. Yep. Yeah. Wrong Great point. Um, moving into our third and final matchup of the week. This is no doubt the, the game of the week, right? You've got the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, and in the last matchup between the two, great game. Eagles pulled it out at the end. Um, and now the Cow- the Eagles return – sorry, the Cowboys return the favor to the Eagles um, at home. And – Sam, I'll have you start off on this one. Uh, give me your thoughts on the game, what you're looking out for, um, and your prediction. Yeah. Uh, number one, 
uh, I think Dallas has had, like I mentioned earlier, consecutive weeks of just great offensive performances. Um, but again, their defense has been a little bit of an issue. Um, and Philadelphia just had a horrible game on offense. And so they can come back and impress themselves with a really good day on offense. And so it's going to be really interesting to see how that dynamic kind of matches up. Uh, both teams' weaknesses are going to have to be their strengths this week, um, at least what the, from the previous performance. And so I think that this is going to be an incredible matchup, uh, like you said. And with the Cowboys returning back home in AT&T Stadium, I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys on this one. And this is solely due to the fact that, again, their offense has just been lights out the last few weeks. And I feel like they're going to – there's no reason for that to stop. And they're going to continue to build that momentum into the postseason. They have a lot of motivation here. Um, obviously, Philadelphia is not going to want to lose in back-to-back weeks, especially in really upsetting fashion. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the Dallas, and I think that it's going to be on that higher end of the spectrum with scoring. I'm going to go 38. Uh, Dallas 38. I'm going to go Eagles 30. Wow. Wow. Lots of scoring, which would mean more issues for the Eagles defense. Uh, Jack, I'll let you go before I go. I have to think about this a little more. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I like your I like your line of thinking there, Sim. Um, but I'm on the other side of it. I think that I think this is gonna be a bounce back game for the Eagles, much like it is for the Chiefs this week. Um, and they're gonna be coming out hungry, they're gonna be coming out on fire and I think this is going to be a. Sh- I think this is definitely going to be a shootout game, um, and I think the Eagles' offense is going to have a get-right game. Um, I think I really want to see the Eagles like get back to running the ball a little bit more. I feel like they've been a little bit too pass happy these last few weeks, and that's been affecting their balance on offense. And teams can just, you know, they can they'll they'll stack the box and they'll play man coverage on the outside. And the the Eagles receivers are going to have to win, but in this game, I think they should try to get the run game going a little bit more with Swift and Jalen Hurts. Um, even though I don't think he's 100 percent healthy, I think that's they need to stick with the run a little bit and then play action. You know, quick passing things like that. There will will be an extension of their run game. So, although I do think that. I don't think the Eagles defense is going to be the type to stop the Cowboys offense right now with the amount of fire they've caught lately. Um, but I don't, I do think that the Eagles are just going to be a little bit more. Um, and this is going to be a great game. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say this is one of the higher scoring games of the year. Um, so I'm going to pick the Eagles to win 40 and Dallas 37. 40 to 30. Geez, you guys are like shootout central. <laughs> um, Jack, I feel like the, you guys both bring up really good points. Um, here's I'm going to pick the Eagles and here's why. All week we've, we've heard about the Eagles and I just, I'm kind of guilty of this as well. Like they're frauds. They're not that good. They're, they're the fakest 10 and two team ever. And I even saw David Carr, uh, Derek Carr's brother, go on a TV NFL network and say that the, Eagles should start Marcus Mariota over Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw that. Uh, I might be missing some context there, but it was something along those lines. Mm-hmm. There's been all these segments of like, what's wrong with their offense? They're just, you know, they're just, the offense just doesn't work. Usually when that happens, the team that has that discourse about them goes out and wins the game and wins the game comfortably. 
I don't think the Eagles win the com- will the game will win the game comfortably because it's on the road in Dallas. Dallas has not lost at home since the season opener of uh, last season, uh, and they're too good to get blown out. I think it's gonna be a really good game, but I think both these defense are defenses are susceptible to, to giving up to giving up points. The Eagles has Eagles defense has been inconsistent at best all year. Dallas's defense has let some better offenses go up and down the field, which bodes well for Philadelphia. I think the Eagles' offensive line could create some problems for Dallas's interior defensive line. I think the Eagles could find their running game in this game. That's my prediction. I'm predicting a big DeAndre Swift game here. I think the Eagles are going to win this game by running the ball. I don't think it's going to be through Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Smith and Goddard if he's back. Like They're going to win this game by running the ball. That's my prediction. Even though the running game has been inconsistent all year, they'll find it here. And it will get them enough to – it will get them enough offense because running the ball sets up the pass. It To have a really strong passing game, I think some there's many cases where you have to have at least be a threat to run it. It creates easier third downs. It shortens the game. So the Eagles will – I think will find that here. They'll use that great offensive line. And that will be the difference because Dallas's running defense has been – their pass rush has been good. They've been good at creating turnovers. The run defense has been their weakness. So I think the Eagles could create some exploitations there. I think it's going to be a little lower score than you guys do. I'm going to go Eagles 27, Cowboys 21. I think the Cowboys, the Eagles defense will make just enough stops in this game. Um, and I'd like, and I'm yet Dallas. I'd like to, they're yet to beat a team that currently has a winning record until that happens. I'm going to pick against them and, and let uh, whenever they play the best, of the best teams. And that's the case here. So the Eagles bounce back. They get the win. They make all these discourse on the sports shows look look silly, and we're we're uh, they extend their lead in the NFC East. Very good, very good. All right, that's going to wrap it up for our Week 14 uh, matchups. We're going to now roll into our final segment of the pod, um, where we we do a buy or sell, and uh, Owen, I'll let you uh, take that. Take that and run. All right. So I, I have it pulled up in front of me right now. So I have four of them right here. The first one is, is Tyreek Hill the MVP? Should Tyreek Hill win the MVP? Then you can go ahead and start off on that. We'll each give an answer. Well, MVP going to a receiver is something I'm always going to love, number one. Um, so I would totally be cheering for him to do it. Um, obviously, he's had an incredible year. Um, I think the, the biggest thing that's really interesting about Tyreek is his ability to obviously just go to a new system, different place, and still just light the world on fire. I mean, the guy's actually a, a spectacular player. I would love for him to do it simply to, you know, move the award away from quarterbacks, number one. Uh, but I do think that, I mean, he has earned it. Um, and so I think that should be – if it was my vote, I would go ahead and vote Tyreek. Uh, yeah, I'm going to buy that. Uh, you laid it out perfectly. He's got a chance for 2,000 yards this year and cement himself in history. So that's, that's an easy one for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying it. And I said, I called Dak the MVP last week's press last week's podcast. Tyreek Hill makes that offense run. And that's no disrespect to Tua or Mike McDaniel or Jalen Waller, any of the high end players on offense. If Tyreek Hill gets a thousand yards this year, there's no argument. There should be no argument for him to be the MVP. It should mm-hmm. not just be a quarterback award. It's the most valuable player, not the most valuable quarterback. I think he's got to be. I think it, he he should win the MVP this year. 
uh, if he gets to 2,000 yards, which if he stays healthy, what's the, I'm going to see what he's at right now. Um, I think he's at like 16 or 1,700. Jeez. Uh, he's at a, I think he's a little bit right under 1,500. Okay. He, he's at 1,481 at the moment with five games to go. So if he gets there, he'd be my vote. So he's so, going to average like slightly over 100 yards a game. He'll, he'll be yeah. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. They're going to feed him for it, you know. Yep. Yep. Not good for my fantasy team having Jalen Waddle on it, but <laughs> but uh, he'll get his too, for sure. All right, my second um, buy or sell is: Are the Packers going to make the playoffs? I'll start off on this one. Um, I'm going to say buy right now, subject to change, but I'll say buy right now. Um, mainly because it's not the strongest of divisions that they play in. But I'm going to say bye. I like what I see from uh, seen from uh, Jordan Love. I'm going to go ahead and say bye as well. Um, I mean, no matter how bad the Chiefs played, um, you know, that, that's still a win against the Chiefs, right? And so I think that that's a really good confidence booster for them. Jordan Love's obviously playing incredible. Um, they have three wins uh, in a row. And so I think that they're heading in the right direction. Um, they're going to have to beat themselves if they don't make it. And their schedule is really, really favorable moving forward. So I'm going to go ahead and say bye. I'm going to buy as well. Look at their last five games at the Giants, Monday night football, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears. They're, they could win all those games. That would put them at 11 and six. I think they're going to buy. And I think they could possibly win a playoff game if they keep this up. That's obviously a ways down the road, but I'm buying this. I think Green Bay will be in the postseason. Um, Moving on, and I'm saying that unbiasedly, as unbiasedly as possible. Uh, number third one, can the Bengals make a playoff push without Joe Burrow? Buy or sell? Um, I'm going to sell. Um, I think it's going to be close, but I think in the end, Jake Browning is going to have more bad games than good games, and that's going to be the key um, because they don't have a good enough defense to to – to compensate for that. So I'm going to buy or sorry, sell that. I'm going to sell as well. Um, this is mainly due to the fact that even when they did have Joe Burrow, it's not like they were lighting the world absolutely on fire, um, especially in the beginning of the season. I know they kind of turned it around towards that middle area, um, but they were struggling for a while, even with Joe. And I think that there's a lot of unanswered questions that don't just simply revolve around the quarterback when it comes to the Bengals roster. Um, and I think it's going to be really challenging, especially just sitting at right at 500 right now. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be challenging. So I'm going to go ahead and say so. I think they're going to be in position. They're going to be in the race towards the end of the year. I think they're just they're going to just fall short. I think they're going to fall short. Um, but I think they will be in the conversation at the end of the year. But I don't think they're going to get in the playoffs. I'm going to sell this one as well. Um, even with Jake Browning looking as good as he did on Monday night. Last but not least, Jackson, this is for you. Are the Patriots the worst offense you've ever seen? Ever? Ever. Ever well, ever since you started watching football. Uh man, since I since I started watching football, who I'm trying to think some of the bad offenses. We've had a lot of bad Steelers offenses lately. Um oh it pains me to say this, but I'm going to buy. <laughs> I think 
but but lately we've had bad Jets offenses, but I don't think they've been as bad as this. And that well, the Jets crazy. can at least like use the excuse that they don't have Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, I so, mean, uh, I'm buying that. All right, Sam, what about you? <laughs> uh, I mean, their offense is horrible. Uh, I mean, it's it's really it's really awful. I mean, at least NFL wise, I mean. <laughs> I'm going to have to say close to it. I mean, I can't remember that many offenses that have been this bad. Um, it's, it's really just sad to see how how quickly the Patriots have turned around the last few years. Um, you know, And I don't think it's a, it just a, comes to be as simple as just a quarterback. There's, you, you don't score that little points just from missing one player. So mm-hmm. um, I, would, I, would, I would say that definitely, at least for me, from what I've seen. So, yeah, I'm gonna buy this. They're they're just atrocious. They're so they are averaging 12.3 points per game. It's just it's obvious Bill Belichick knows nothing about offense. Um in terms of like the way he's drafted offensively. And obviously he's a great I mean, I'm not gonna disparage him as a coach because look what he's accomplished, but yikes. Yeah. And we get it, we get it on national television tomorrow. So buckle up, folks. Yeah, they, they need to get in the offseason and hire an OC, like a really good OC, or, or not, because Bill O'Brien ain't it. <laughs> no, yeah. He's not it, and they got to get a good quarterback. So th- those are the two objectives for them. Yes. All right, so that wraps it up for buy or sell. And not just that, that should just about wrap it up for this episode. Uh, any more uh, parting thoughts from either of you guys? Uh, Cindy, you can go ahead. Uh, you know, I'm just really looking forward to see the last bit of this season. I think it's been great so far. Um, a lot of things that we just did not expect with a lot of great teams playing and maybe a little bit underwhelming and underwhelming teams that are playing better than we would have thought. And so really interested to see how the rest of the season goes down. And, um, yes, yeah, I think it's gearing down to be a really interesting one. It seems wide open to me. So. Yeah, I, I kind of agree because, like, it's, it kind of feels like – well, people say the 49ers, but, like, it kind of feels like there's no team that's just, like, so clearly above everybody else. Like, I think there's right. about five or six teams that I could see winning the Super Bowl, which makes it exciting. Um, So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who's in Las Vegas on February 11th. Um, I'm excited. And I think the games have started to become a little more entertaining here as of recent, Um, especially the national window games. So – Excited to see how that goes, and we'll see what happens, but should be fun. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the latest edition of the Unlimited NFL Podcast. Uh, thank you to everybody that's listening, and we will see you next time.